You're listening to Yale Radio WYBC. This is Brainerd Carey with the lives of the artists, architects, curators, and more. Today on our show, I'm talking with Allison Judd. Allison, thanks so much for being with me today. Thanks so much for having me, Brainerd. Today, we're going to talk about your show um, at Abigail Ogilvie, and uh, it's a part of a group show that you're in, um, but I also want to talk about work that's at Brandeis. We'll, we'll go over a few things. Um, but to begin with, begin with, yeah, the show Vitality, um, I'd love to just jump into some of the work in that show because um, the paintings in there, Nighttime Reading, Garden Observer, and Wiped Out, both have these kind of amazing palettes, you know, just the color range is, 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 is so cool and, um, and unusual. Can you tell me a little bit about these? Because it's, it's using these kind of colors, maybe especially nighttime reading and garden observer, you know, they, they both look like nighttime scenes. It's so kind of evocative, the way that the color creates a, um, I don't know, almost a night or a day scene using the same palette. Yeah, well, um, you know, thanks for kind of bringing up the paintings right away. I think I'm, you know, I work in painting and work on paper and printmaking, and these paintings in particular are, I tend to be very intuitive in my process. And I think a lot about uh, memory when I'm making the work and kind of recalling of memory. So oftentimes the colors are kind of from my imagination, but based on, you know, real experience, but with kind of a, a the change that happens. And especially in these paintings, I'm really interested in how can I push the oil paint to almost feel like a watercolor. And so I don't use any white paint. And I really try to thin the paint down to almost like the consistency of a watercolor using different mediums. And I work on the floor for a little while and see what happens with these very thin translucent layers that kind of builds up over time. And the color ends up becoming these kind of rich, deep layers of color that kind of glow almost. I love that. Yeah, that that is exactly it. The that I'm glad you're talking about that specific process because this layers, yeah, has a feel almost like watercolor, um, but of course something very different because it is oil. The um, the way it's it's moving on on the surface seems to be a little bit different, but also these colors. I feel like I don't usually see this this palette, right? This is um, uh, I don't know what to call it, but it's it's uh, it's kind of like a riotous amount of colors, almost in a really wonderful way, but um, but almost almost gestural. There's so much, and it's and and, and uh, so many different types. Is that just me? Am I just the only one that's very excited, or also seeing this as so much about uh, color palette? Yeah, yeah, I think a lot about color and, you know, it's interesting. I think um, I always kind of say I'm never, I've never been a formalist. I didn't have, you know, a lot of formal color training was always much more intuitive and what feels right. And I often feel like the painting sometimes are, you know, singing to me or asking me to use certain colors as I approach them. And there's a lot of conversation between me and the painting kind of back and forth about which color is the right color to put on in that moment. And sometimes there's a lot of wiping away if a color doesn't work. And because there's this use of these translucencies, oftentimes the colors really shift and change with a very thin layer in a way that I don't always anticipate or expect. 
and it can be a little bit of a surprise for me too, which I think is kind of the playful nature of this work where I feel like it's so much about my family life and my children and the paintings in a way have become a substitute for kind of playing with my children in a way. Yeah, that's so interesting. So let's talk about that a little bit, you know, um, I mean, paintings as a substitute for playing, paintings is also uh, a form of playing. Is, is that what you're saying? I mean, this is the way um, you play, or, or does that mean something else, that, it's, uh, that it relates to the, the not playing with your children? Is this a form of play, is, I guess, my question? Something I've been thinking about, actually, lately. What, what is play for adults? Yeah, I I do think painting for me is uh, a form of play. And, you know, if I I get to experiment, I get to try things out, I get to kind of get up close with this material that, you know, is really rooted in pigment and oil and kind of the alchemist in me comes out and I get to see what is possible with these materials in a way that feels very much like play. Um, And then I think there is this parallel to you know, having young children, my children are now entering the teen years, but having young children where you're constantly on the ground and have to kind of be parallel playing with your child and how I I miss that as my children are getting older. And so I I view that, you know, working with the paintings almost as a parallel to that also. So let's talk a little bit more about that if we can, because that's very interesting. That's also painting as, um, and you mentioned family before, as as being um, in some ways about the family, a portrait of the family um, uh, activities. That's a that's a narrative that's running through all of this work. It's, is that correct? It is. Yeah, this work is deeply kind of rooted in these intimate, mundane moments of my everyday, and kind of watching this change that occurred, you know, beginning during COVID, and kind of even continuing every day now, is just kind of noticing and paying attention to these fleeting moments and how to capture them without uh, making it so much about my own children, but more in a universal way where, you know, people can relate to their own experiences as well through the work. So, yes, I'm capturing these gestures of my own family and my own every day, but I'm really thinking a lot about this, like, universal experience of, kind of growth and change and how do we capture those moments and remember them. I like that. I mean, now that you talk about it that way, it also seems, you know, because in, in some of the um, the earlier work in the show, and I believe these are ink on paper, but, but please correct me, the analog stories that were figurative um, drawings of, of, um, of family members in the home, is that correct? It is. Those are based on a daily drawing project that I still do. I've been doing it for two and a half years where I take a photo of someone in my family every day and then I draw from it, you know, every day at the end of the day before I go to sleep, just a a little drawing in the journal. And I call it analog stories as a way to kind of play on that motion of, of like, you know, we're so quick to post stories to Instagram, you know, and what if we actually slow down and had to draw what we were posting to Instagram? So that was how the project started. It was a 100-day project. Now it's been going on daily for two and a half years. And these ink drawings that are included in the show was uh, another kind of project that I assigned to myself where I had to make 100 drawings in a week. 
and the, you know, like 50 drawings in a night actually using the SUNY ink. So they're all very quick drawings that are extremely fast, and there's this kind of play on you know, slow moments and fast moments in our everyday. I like that. To, to, to speak to this kind of, that kind of pace and within the house, and, and you know, since you were talking about children before, how, that, that, that's also a way of being, right? You talked about the pandemic and post-pandemic, and you know, you're um, you know, making all this art you know, with family and around family. How, how is that? I mean, I also have a son that's older now, but that's, um, that's a whole dialogue, right, with also your children about art making, isn't it? That they're seeing so much process, that they're part of the process, I would imagine they want to see that, maybe drawing when it's, uh, that photo when it's, you know, um, on paper or work on paper. Um, is that part of, like, the dialogue that you're thinking about in all of this? Because that seems fascinating to me. Yeah, it has become part of the dialogue. And I think in the beginning of this project, my kids were a little oblivious to it. So I could take the photos without them noticing and draw from them. And, you know, probably a few months into it, I, I introduced them to what I was doing. And now it has become almost part of our everyday. And sometimes there's, you know, a little bit of rivalry over who will be drawn that night or, you know, which child is more prominent in each piece of the work. Um, and oftentimes the paintings are actually layered so I'll often paint multiple layers, and I'll have compositions that include almost each of my children on each painting. But there might be you know, subtle shifts that you see, and so legs from one child are overlapping with the face of another. And you know, the final composition often reads as one of them, but I know that there's kind of these multiple layers happening underneath. That's so interesting, and I'm so glad we're, we're talking about this particular aspect because... Um, it seems to me, and maybe this is my own like, sense of, of art and art history, but you know, the the gaze has rarely been, or isn't isn't very often on the family, right? Uh, it's always this almost like there is no family. <laughs> the, the artists are, are, are doing something out there with things out there, and 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 the idea of the the family almost as um, I don't know if this is pushing it too far to say it's kind of almost a like a critique on that on that kind of a thing, like well, like because it's something, it's it's something in a way outside the sort of academy in a, in a sense, and I don't mean that in any sort of snobbish way, but this idea of of um, of looking inward, um, of, of of a domestic scene, of family, the importance of family, you know, that's um, I think that's something that's that's rare. That's a whole different gaze in in a sense, isn't it? Yeah, I think hearing you kind of reflect on that is really helpful for me to hear because I think family has always been extremely important to me. And I think I made that choice very early on in my art career that I was going to have a family. And, you know, it was very hard for me to figure out how to balance being an artist and having a family. And I think in the last few years, I've really started to figure it out. And I think being an artist is always going to be my forever career. And being a mother is, as well will be. But, you know, having children is a very short period of time. And how do I kind of make the most of those times and still kind of make the work that I want to be making? And I agree. I think the the gaze has often been about, you know, things on the outside or on the model or on the figure as a figure. And I think kind of for me focusing on my everyday and recognizing that I could use that subject material as 
um, inspiration for my painting and my work on paper has really been kind of mind shifting for me in terms of how I can move on in my own process as an artist. Yeah, yeah, that's really like talking about that. And and I also want to talk about your work at, at Brandeis, correct? That, that's also up right now? Yeah, I have a show. They just started an alumni art gallery. And so I have a solo show there right now, which includes um, work from the same body of work that's at Abigail Ogilvy as well, and similar paintings and works on paper. So, you know, some of those paintings are um, around the same subject matter. So kind of these memories of my children in spaces and then these kind of quick gestural ink drawings as well. And are these are these the same scale as the as the ones in um in Abigail Ogilvy, the, the ones at Brandeis Gallery? They same are. Size? Yeah. Yep. Well, that's exciting. So, um in terms of the grouping at 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 Brandeis, how does how do you feel that that stands out from from the gallery? There there we're talking about similar palettes here and um an application in terms of the oil paint, right? But are the you see the groupings as different narratively in any way? Um, a little bit. I mean, I tend to work in on multiple paintings at a time. So you know, this body of work, you know, is, is all kind of interconnected. I think the groupings at the Brandeis show, the colors are a little bit different than the ones at the Abigail Ogilvy show, and but similarly created and made with thin layers and you know so the colors shifted and changed in a little bit of a different way i think i think yeah the palette is you know there's, there's different things happening with the palette there i mean it really um that's what i keep coming back to in your work the the variety in your palette and color is is kind of remarkable to me you know and it always seems that artists I mean, even some of the, the greatest artists have a have a similar palette there's certain colors they avoid or or favor, and and I don't know whether this is intentional or not on your part, but yeah, there just seems to be a great range of of color and use of color in this in this work at Brandeis yeah. and and of, and of course the other show. Yeah, I think you know I've always been inspired by going to museums, seeing lots of art um, from all sorts of you know from a young age. So I think for me, color has always just been part of my everyday in my life and. And I, I think a lot about how to attract the viewer and almost like to leave secrets and surprises. I want the viewer to come up and be intimate with the paintings, but also to be able to kind of see things from a distance. I like that. Well, congratulations on, on, on both of these uh, shows that are up now that there's links to so listeners can learn more. Uh, I want to ask you one more question, a little off topic, but I'm always curious, what are you reading at the moment? Yeah, so um, I tend to listen to a lot of audiobooks while I'm in the studio, and I think that's how I've been absorbing and taking in most of the books these days. Uh, I've been listening to Ninth Street Women for a very long time now, and I'm almost done with it. It's, it's quite a book, and it's, it's really interesting to have kind of a background in the studio, especially thinking about other women artists who, you know, grappled with family life. And then I also have just started listening to a book called People Love Dead Jews, which is a summer reading that my son has designed, and I just thought was a really interesting book that I wanted to kind of take in, and that way we can have conversations about it as well. What's the name of that book? That last uh, one? People Love 
People Love Dead Jews by Dara Horn. Well, I haven't heard of that one. Thank you uh, for that. Allison, I want to thank you again for talking with me today. It's been a pleasure, and congratulations on your shows. Thanks again so much for your time. Thank you so much for having me. It was nice having this conversation. You're listening to Yale Radio WYBC. This is Brainerd Carey with the lives of the artists, architects, curators, and more.